0: Won't you own, you can never and when... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to fifteen minute you. I'm Evan with that's my brother Matt.
1: Never surrender, Evan
0: never never surrender welcome to 15 minute you the official college football podcast of your morning commute today we're gonna discuss episodes four and thanks to somebody's crafty saving skills five episode five of amazon's all or nothing two for one <laughs> ladies and gentlemen two for
1: two for one are, I, i'm a deals
0: man yeah i'm a deals man i'm, I'm Giving deals to the people. The episode we recorded last week has been lost to the world because I officially deleted my end this morning. So here we are, folks, episodes four and five. But Matthew, anything you want to talk about uh, before we jump into these two episodes?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, I have two things. Lay them on. Tell me what you want to start with. One, I want to talk Scott Frost all of a sudden being like, eh, we were really national champions. And then... Number two, I want to talk Hawaii football coach Nick Rolovich putting Oregon State on blast for just openly recruiting his players by sending them invitations to the Oregon State spring game, except they sent them to the Hawaii athletic office instead of to the players' individual addresses.
0: Yeah, that's the one I really want to talk about. So let's save that. Let's do that. You know, save best for last. Scott Frost. So
1: talk to me about Scott Frost. He ends up in Lincoln after a year – campaigning for UCF to get in the playoff, and now he's Mr. Ah! You know what? You got to be in the playoff to be national champion. Like, (laughs) wait. What? No, I think he's being reasonable. Like, yeah, you're going to
0: campaign to be in the playoff, but, like, looking back, like, come on. We all know that this stuff out of Orlando is a bit silly. Is a bit,
1: like... That's fair. Uh, UCF got you the... Your success at UCF got you the Nebraska job. You can at least give them a no comment.
0: Fair. Fair.
1: Probably should have gone with a no comment. I will at least admit that. So that, that's all I was looking for from, from Coach Frost. Let's talk Oregon State openly recruiting Hawaii players. God, I can't believe, like, the
0: stupidity of the. Oh, God, man. I was actually thinking about this when I was out running. Like, there's no way – you can deny it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, oops, we accidentally did that, like, total intern clerical error. Nah, man. Like, you blew up your spot.
1: Nah. And the other fact that you need to know is that three Oregon State assistants, special teams coordinator Jake Kukas, wide receiver coach Kenfis Heisen, and defensive line coach Ledsey Suiona, were all assistants at Hawaii Within the last five years. Yeah, that was not a good look. So, don't you think they're the ones that sent it? Probably. I would imagine, like, you know,
0: I don't know when they all got there. You got to think five years ago, that guy probably didn't do it. Because, no. like, those recruits that he was recruiting five years ago to Hawaii. No, they've been know.
1: at Hawaii within the last five years. They've all had contact with the current, with some class that's currently at Hawaii. Oh, no, no, no.
0: I don't disagree. I'm just saying. Uh, I bet the guy from five years So,
1: ago okay. Take me through the process.
0: How does this happen? That's a great question, to be a fly on the wall. What I imagined happened – I mean I do think it – oh. My gut is telling me like an intern was tasked with with putting these in the mail, right? And putting addresses and stamps on it. And probably heard – someone told him like these are – like the Hawaii recruits or something. And then like in his mind, he's like, yep. oh, mail it to the University of Hawaii. Got it, coach. I know. Probably super excited. Some like, poor I manager got fired teams. over oh, this. Oh, yeah. 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 Some yeah. manager got fired. Some interns got to let
1: go. To me, that was the only solution that made sense. I, It was stupid and takes a certain amount of hubris to just openly recruit guys on other teams from the coaches. But that's kind of how some – College football coaches role. Okay, fine. But I don't think that they would mail it to the F- Hawaii Athletic Department themselves. Had to be some junior intern that didn't understand how U.S. mail works.
0: Agreed. Like, who opened up the letters? Did the players open up the letters and they're like, Coach, will you believe this? Or you think the Hawaii Athletic Department filters out the mail for these players?
1: Well, yeah, because it got sent to the Athletic Department. So then there's they have to decide— you know, what mailbox does this go to? And then they took it to uh Rolovich and said, Coach, what, what is this? And he was like, Oh no. Oh Lord. Do you that you think they get uh, uh
0: any any repercussions from this?
1: Uh knowing the NCA, probably in twenty twenty five there will be some <laughs> consequence for a middle schooler who, 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 who a current middle schooler that's going to attend Oregon state in about seven years. Probably. Probably. What else do you have for us before we move on to uh, all or nothing?
0: Uh, I mean, it is a little, not as timely as it was last week, but Shea Patterson <laughs> deemed eligible. Maybe we should take 10 seconds and just say, we're excited for that. You think he's got the edge despite Brandon Peters three years in a Jim Harbaugh program
1: that's correct i haven't read anything that would tell me otherwise i also think he has more tools and more ncaa playing experience than
0: peters do you think patterson's got more experience playing against better teams no but i've seen if i can get get you into that sec is better than the big 10 trap way to avoid it yeah, thank you. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. Ready to get into the episodes? All right. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Episode four, Be the Game Changer, opens with the fateful Michigan Michigan State game played in that famous monsoon. Rashawn Gary almost getting into fistfights on the field before even the first snap. What'd you think of the yeah. game? What'd you think of the episode? Lay it on me.
1: In that episode, you're really reminded um, how close that game was in the second half and how well the defense played. Uh, The offense was just horrendous. Um, I, I did appreciate, I know that you had a slightly different take, that in the press conference after the game, basically the reporter saying, you know, with Karan Higdon having the game that he had, don't you wish you would have run the ball more to Harbaugh and Harbaugh goes, uh, you know, you kind of deflects. And it's like, that was the play calling. Like, like, no. Uh, I appreciate that he wasn't going to throw Drevno or Hamilton under the bus for calling too many pass plays in a game where passing wasn't really working that well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate he doesn't want to throw any of his guys under the bus. And I will say, usually, in most scenarios, like, I defer to, oh, my ribs that beeping is my ribs done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be good. Um, usually I'll defer to, like, what a head coach. Like, obviously, they or any coach. Like, they have more football experience than me. But, like, I feel like Midwestern football 101 dictates in bad re- weather you run the ball. Michigan had good running backs last year. I, it was perplexing then. It was perplexing upon the rewatch. Like, why not just feed the <laughs> ball to Higdon? Um, but also, like, okay, you don't want to throw your own guys under the bus. Jim, you're the head coach. Like, if you want to run the ball, guess what? The team's going to run the ball. I I, I don't, I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. Should have ran the well, ball. No, but that was not his role its a soon. that was not his role last year. It is a monsoon. Year.
1: That wasn't his role last year. It wasn't to call plays. So, yeah, he could override if he wants to, but he didn't. I appreciate it in the uh, press conference. I thought episode four overall a little bit slow. Um, had the loss to State, and then it's kind of just like everybody's pretty moping through. They go to IU. A game is far closer than it should have been where they finally do give the ball to Karan Hignan. He rushes for over 200 yards, including the game-winning run in uh, overtime. To me, the scene of that episode was the uh going to class scene with uh Rashawn, Gary and others between the between the losses.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. They're like they have like some GoPro or something I assume Amazon gave right. them. They're clowning around. Just seemed like a good time. Again, I really think Michigan defense is probably a great hang. Uh but Matt Explain the elevator. I, so that they go through. They take this like freight elevator in the They're beach. going
1: so they they're going to class. They're going to class, class after Michigan State not happy, yeah. But they're trying a their unit. Best
0: to perk themselves up.
1: They yep. are show going up to co- their they the building. The,
0: they go in this like freight elevator in the back. That's like way in the back. I don't know how they found it because you. It wasn't like you assume they were just like wandering around the back of this building. But they take the yeah. elevator to the second floor. Matt, take the <laughs> elevator to floor two. Soft move or boss move?
1: It's a soft move, man. And it. It wasn't like they opened the doors to the building and then they just got an elevator right away. Like they had to seek this elevator out. And then it, it was, there's like a work area going on in front of it. Like it didn't seem like it should be used, Yeah, but they like went through a lot of effort to find it and then take it to the second floor. I was just like, wait,
0: what? With the amount of time it took them to get to that elevator, they probably could have just walked up the stairs.
1: Agree. Agree. Um,
0: also in that episode, Devin Bush's dad, Devin Bush Sr., who did play in the NFL, is also yeah. a Michigan coach.
1: Does that yeah. suss you out a little bit? No. It's, it's how this goes, man. Division one athletics. It's how it goes. I just always feel like the first step, or
0: like in retrospect, when people are talking about uh, – like a program that's under serious violations for something is just like, oh, yeah, and so-and-so's dad slash former high school coach was like an assistant coach there immediately after they signed. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying anything's going on in Michigan. I'm just saying that's always the first step. That was always like, oh, that was a red flag. That yeah. picked up on. I, I
1: I need a little bit more data to show that that's, it's the first step. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., basketball player. Missouri, number one recruit in his class. His dad is also an assistant there. Uh, I I think this, this is how it goes. And uh, Michigan shit smells just as bad as anyone else's does. Fair, fair. And I, I, we talked about this on our now famously
0: deleted pod. It is interesting watching this in retrospect though right seeing like the cracks that are forming and i think we'll talk about it more when we move into episode five in a second because we
1: see it some more let's let's do that you want to roll right to me that was the the better of the the two episodes agreed Uh, you go through we get two games in episode five we get the massacre at uh state college by the hands of saquon barkley and then the um, stumbling victory in the big house against Rutgers. John O'Corn
0: says in the opening
1: seconds of the episode, he's like
0: in a film room by himself watching yeah. film, As a, I think as a team, Penn State fears Michigan. Now, I've, obviously, we know the result of the game doesn't suggest that, but do you think he had any
1: leg to stand on? None. Uh, I, I think also you just see how bad his week is leading up to that. Like, there were a lot of bad omens. My coach Harbaugh line of that week is there at practice and O'Corn is just struggling. You know, and he's, he's from, there's a couple miles outside of state college. So like this is, you know, he grew up, his parents, his mom says in that they're FaceTiming in the um, film room. And she says, I root for Penn state unless they're playing Michigan. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're the, he, watching
0: Penn state lacrosse. Like you right. know their he grew up in a, in a Penn lacrosse. state house. Yeah. Yes.
1: Central PA. That is John O'Corn. So, O'Corn's struggling at practice. Harbaugh goes, do you want me to take you out of the game? That kind of play says to me, I don't want to go to my hometown and get embarrassed. Take me out of the game. I was like.
0: Oh. Yeah, Harbaugh was hot as a pistol.
1: Oh, buddy. I... Uh, yeah, he was riding O'Corn, And you, so that the practices leading up did not seem to bolster confidence in O'Corn, And then it really translates in the first half of that game where you see him struggle. You know, he is not connecting. Um, he's fumbling the ball. So I I didn't love the way that he at one point comes off the field and to Harbaugh goes, no blocking. No one's blocking. I don't have a problem with calling people out for what it is, but you need to say that to the offensive line, not to Coach Harbaugh. Like, I don't know that he wants to hear excuses in the middle of the game about what your issue is. Agreed.
0: I also bid on that, and I'm going to skip ahead and we can come back, but it matches thematically because in the Rutgers game – where, right. where O'Korn gets taken out. And in the practices leading up to that game, I thought there was similar moments. So O'Korn throws this ball in the Rutgers game. He underthrows tight end Zach Gentry. And they're going back to the sidelines. Yeah. And O'Korn's like, sh- I don't know, shouting at him might be the wrong word. But he's like, fight for the ball, Zach! Like saying it's Zach's yeah. fault. yeah. And then... Said something else I can't remember, but anyways, I'm fine with like a quarterback getting, you know getting in the face of his lineman and like you know sh- giving his receiver shit if they're like not doing their job, but like you gotta be playing very, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need yeah, to be. I playing I agree. Well. You, got, you like gotta. You're not. I don't take know care much, of your
1: side of the block exactly. also. Because like he under threw that ball so. That's why
0: I got picked off. It wasn't Gentry's fault. Yeah,
1: and you got to know like when that works too. Like we don't know Gentry. Maybe he responds to that kind of talk, yeah. but like hopefully as a leader O'Corn knows that. Peters, so then, you know, O'Corn struggle, struggle, struggle. Uh bad practices. Penn State game is a blowout in the second half. Oh, he's like sitting on the bench going, I've never seen our defense get torched like this. Like, dude, they have been keeping your ass in games for six games in a row. Don't start coming at the defense right now.
0: Yeah, and they're probably getting torched because you're turning the ball over and getting, giving them shitty field position. Like, that right. was the story. Right, right. Anytime Michigan gave up a lot of points, like, their defense did pretty much everything they could do with the crappy situation that they were handled.
1: Right. Um, like, O'Corn, you either tackle Saquon Barkley or put the ball in the end zone. Right now, you're not doing <laughs> so shut up and sit out. absolutely uh then then there's all this noise you know it's it's between games and then you know chatter ann arbor detroit radio like should we play peter should we play peter should we play peters peter's in practice comes off as the most like plase dude that's there i was like wait are you awake or what <laughs> he's like yeah you know just gotta be ready and then There's those scenes where he's warming up at practice and doing throws. His he's literally like, "Oh yeah, that was great." Throws another ball. Oh yeah. I'm like, wait, are you high or excited or A little
0: medicinal? Maybe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think it's funny because like, neither of those guys seem like they're like rah rah, like screaming. They're none of those guys are like Winovich
1: or Rashawn Gary. okay, Okay. He – but O'Corn tries to be, but he can't back of, it yeah. up with his play, which is oh, yeah. his problem.
0: And he – well, and he tries to, but he also does it in a very, like, soft voice. Like, uh, halftime at the Penn State game, he's like, all right, guys, yeah. like, make big plays out there. Let's go. Like, uh. ah. Yeah. He's not yeah, even, like, yeah, yeah. raising his voice. I thought that was funny.
1: I know. I need him to have a little bit more swagger, you know? Yeah. Like, fear is the wrong word, but there's, there's just not, like, a presence with – Corn in this um, documentary. You know how some dudes—it could be any men, women. However, like leaders, when they step into the room, you know, like, oh, this person's in charge, right? Yeah, that's part of the story of the Michigan quarterback room last year. Is you're just like, no, nobody conveys that. Speed doesn't. O'Corn doesn't. Peters is like, yeah, I'm ready. I don't know. When's the last
0: time you think? A Michigan quarterback was like that, like an absolute. This is my locker room, Denard. Uh, that's what I was Denard. Say. Denard, <laughs> for sure. It wasn't I, Devin Gardner. I'm just saying it's been. No, no. My point is, it's been a couple of years.
1: I think I was in college so, when Denard was playing. It, okay, this is also. Let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Why is Shea Patterson the starter? Fair. He comes Fair. across to me as as a dude with some swagger, though. Too I, like. Are you going to outswagger Peters? Uh, this documentary doesn't make that look too challenging right now.
0: Or the Capital One
1: Bowl. <laughs> um, right. So let's talk. Uh, I, I got two more lines. I got to get it. Okay. Uh, Rutgers game. Go to Rutgers at home. Sloppy victory, but a victory. They finally, after fumbling twice in the first half, pull the plug out of a cord and put Peters in. It's just too much over the top. Pep Hamilton out loud is saying, "I just don't trust him." Yeah. So. Peters goes in immediately. Temp, rhythm, connections, guys. 10 of 14, touchdown. Gets Michigan on the board. Now we got some positive M.O. going. I was astounded when after that drive ends, they both run up to Harbaugh on the next offensive position. I wrote
0: this down. I wrote this down. Oh,
1: like, who's in? Who's in? I was like, yo, homie, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Not you. He just scored. Sit down. Yeah, I wrote what that whole
0: doing? thing. He's he's like, "Who's in?" Harbaugh just looks at him and is like, "Brandon." And like, I wish I could, yeah, l- like the, that was the tone
1: of his voice. He's like, "Obviously, are you, are you
0: fucking what? kidding me?" Go go sit down.
1: Yeah, it's go hysterical. sit down. <laughs> I... oh, man, oh man, that was just that was where he's like being fake confident, kind of
0: know how to read a room
1: there. Yeah, uh, know how to yeah. read a room.
0: That was not reading the room.
1: Do you have any more things on the Rutgers game? Because I got two post game scenes that were post Rutgers
0: games or post. Yeah. Okay. Hopping back to the Penn state game. I did like the quote, the, the title of the episode, episode five is nowhere to surrender. And it comes from Jim Harbaugh right. says after the Penn state game, Hey boys, we got nowhere to surrender. He says there is no Appomattox. In football, referring to Appomattox Courthouse, uh, Har- Harbaugh just throwing shade at uh, the Civil <laughs> War. How? What percentage of those players do you think knew know what Appomattox Courthouse is? Not to embrace the stereotype I, that all football players I, are dumb jocks,
1: but like, come on. To me, Jim Harbaugh comes across as a as a lines guy, and he's and he's got some some go to lines. Freddie P. Soft, yeah. is a line. Um, Solve your problems with aggression is a line. I'm willing to bet that that's not the first time he's made a reference to surrendering and Appomattox around him. Mm, I could buy that.
0: Didn't buy answer that my question, book. but I could buy that for a
1: I, I, Oh, I'm going to give them credit. I'm going to say 90. 90. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: 90. I was going to say 75. Uh,
1: put it out on, on Twitter. See if we can get any hits, man.
0: Yeah, I'm sure no one will answer us, but... Worth a try. Worth a try. Worth a try.
1: Post game. They, you know, it Mark Harmon, Jim Harbaugh transforms from football coach to dad. And then you see like seven kids walk out with Harbaugh and Sarah. And they're going to get in this van. Harbaugh's being very corny Harbaugh like he is. And it's like, see how many kids we can get in here. Set the record for most kids in a, uh, uh, a van. And uh, they all get in. <laughs> Did you pick this up where the little kid behind him goes, can you stop making that face? You look like a creeper. (laughs) He's like, Harbaugh
0: creeper dude's face. All right, son, you're walking home. (laughs) Right. I was just like, little dude,
1: do you know who you're talking to? And he's like, what makes me look like a creeper? And he's like, kids, like when you go like this and uh, he's like making fun of Harbaugh, how he like smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Harbaugh's like, wait, so my face makes me look like a creeper. And the kid's like, yeah,
0: tough crowd, man. Tough crowd. Dude, little kids
1: are the best, man. They just right? they straight talk you, tell you right? whatever it is.
0: How nuts would it be if you could, like your car, one of your carpool drivers was Jim Harbaugh? That'd be insane. It'd be dope. Those kids are gonna tell their kids about that.
1: You no, know, right. Coach
0: Harbaugh drove me home a bunch of times.
1: The last thing I have is that after, you know, they show a little little Harbaugh family traditions. According to Sarah Harbaugh, there's a noon game. They come home. Uh, they have some people over and they usually watch games and there's food and just kind of, it's obviously more relaxing after they win as well. So Rutgers was one of those games. And I feel like the documentary is trying to show Harbaugh as a, you know, a lot of like family elements where like I'm a real person and not this like just coach bot. And there's like scenes with him like throwing the football with his son and like Sarah's out there catching it and they're running around and they're you know just doing doing little kid dad things he has a son that's a coach at Michigan why has he not been in any scenes in the documentary like where is Jay Harbaugh in this documentary that's an interesting question that I haven't thought about it till you mentioned it is there odd beef there that we don't know about or no. like what we, he this documentary if you didn't know about Jim Harbaugh you'd assume he just has yeah. three little kids
0: yeah that's interesting I hadn't thought about is, it I mean I haven't seen Jay Harbaugh
1: haven't seen him I don't this son is so. that the documentary
0: He's a coach, if, if there's such a beef, they wouldn't like he'd be coaching somewhere else. He wouldn't be coaching at Michigan. I my agree. immediate response, but also I think, um, like we were talking, Why is he we either? were talking. Uh, Drevno, the running games coordinator, doesn't say a word until until the Michigan State the game. offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he's an offensive coordinator slash run game coordinator. Uh, sure, Pep Hamilton's equivalent. Um, So my point of that being there are other, like, important coaches that are not getting any love,
1: really, in this documentary. No, I I meant it from a family thing because you try to show Harbaugh the family guy, but you leave his son out that coaches on the team. That seems to me like it would be a layup. True. You got Bush's dad in there. Good point. It might
0: be possible that Harbaugh is kind of a dick to his son, like a coach's son. You know, I got to be harder on you than I am on anyone else and Amazon's like oh that's Doesn't not really it's that not what we're trying to do but that's, that's something I'm going to keep my eye out when if when or if uh, Jay Harbaugh Jay Harbaugh shows up shows up you, he's got to at some point although it'd be kind of weird if they were like hey we got two episodes left let's introduce Harbaugh's other son that's been here the whole time
1: yeah i don't know error on the documentary mhm
0: um, speaking of error on the documentary i did you know you were kind of hinting at making fun of Mark Harmon the narrator I also thought there was two dud moments for the narrator in this episode. Like, does the narrator, like, they make a big deal about, like, this would be a big win for John O'Korn because he's a hometown guy when they just spent, like, the last three to five minutes talking about he's a hometown guy. Like, yeah, we got it, man. That was what the whole last scene was about. Um,
1: Dude, Harmon is the king of that in this documentary. It's fall in Ann Arbor. Thanks, Mark.
0: And then Penn State scores on the second... Play the game. And then the narrator's like, can Michigan keep up with this high-paced Penn State offense? And it was like, yeah, no, no. We know that that's the question. We just, we just witnessed
1: it. We <laughs> just witnessed that whole thing happen. Um, Dude, Mark Harmon for the Captain Obvious Award. I mean, well,
0: let's not besmirch NCIS beloved by every grandfather in the country, Mark Harmon. It's certainly not his fault. Well— he didn't write it.
1: It's his character. Um, yeah. He can take less of the blame than the producers who just made this character that they don't actually need.
0: Yeah, I think the point of the narrator is just for people who don't watch college football. But I also think <laughs> the producers are kind of lying to themselves that like people who don't watch college football are honestly going to watch this. Like,
1: Right. It's Agree. not Agree. to make a murderer. You know what I mean? Right, right. Good deal. All right, that's all I got for episode five. That is also all I got. All right, well, three episodes to go. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in.
0: There are no Appomattoxes in podcasting.
1: Sorry, Adam. There are no. I just felt like saying that. No Appomattoxes in podcasting. <laughs> uh, we appreciate your flexibility. Apologize about the delay on our episode four recap. We'll be back with you next week. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcast. Please remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you get an extra two seconds, give us a rating. That'd be great. Quick rating. That'd be great. Really ratings
0: do help us. Like, for whatever readings, the podcast with higher rankings get higher visibility on that po- Apple Podcast app. So, be dope.
1: Quick if, ranking. If, dope if you know, and we got it.
0: some sincere ratings. We have some ratings right now from some of our friends that probably don't help us get any listeners. So, some real ratings would
1: be great. Agree. Agree. So, thank you so much, folks. Until next time, remember, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother.
0: Who is this again? Is this the song you thought it was? This was not. No. Last week's was like really? some smooth jazz R&B. Beat. Yeah, this is called Never Surrender. Because this is This is not the same No, no Appomattox. No Appomattox in podcasting.